Hello and welcome to another episode of the Philosophy Guy, and hello to to those cosmos travelers, fellow creatures on this planet we call Earth, and and maybe aliens in disguise. I don't know. Hopefully that that covers everyone in, in some form. Uh, yeah. So today's episode, I want to begin with one clarifier. So I received messages from people saying they enjoy some of my episodes while under the influence of psychedelics and also weed. So I feel kind of compelled to say for this episode, I recommend that if you are under the influence of those substances, please do not listen to this episode. Um, of course, it's just my recommendation. Also, it's for my peace of mind. I, I'm putting this clarifier in, you know, to, to help with that. You know, the topic I plan to cover, and, and it's one of those where we'll see where it goes, but it isn't really... I wouldn't say scary, but I can see how someone can be kind of pulled into some weird states of mind and paranoia from what I want to cover. So this isn't a purely psychedelic episode either. I want to put that clarifier in for those. You know, I know I have a very broad audience, like I always like to put that in. But at least my plan is to cover some psychology as well. So we'll see how this goes. But first, maybe we should look to understand... Spiritual waking. That's kind of what we'll cover, you know. And as always, check out the Patreon to help support the show, the bonus episode feed. I'll try to get some more bonus episodes up here soon. Um, check out the Discord, you know, basically just use the links below to help support the show. Leave a review, that's super helpful. Appreciate all the support, as always. But let's enter the labyrinth. studies to be done around this subject of spiritual awakening because you know criticism i often see is is well you know what is a spiritual awakening you know when are you awake you know that's just some hippie talk or or you're just delusional it's not really you're not really awakening to anything blah 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 blah. and i say to that i don't know man you know maybe you're right maybe maybe it is just this big delusion but what do those delusions do for people i think that's the important question too even if something's a delusion what is the meaning behind that delusion? You know, if anything, we are all probably a bit delusional, right? You know, it's it's kind of, there's this TED talk I listened to once where they were talking about this idea around insanity and, and, and insanity being when you have to like go to a mental institute, how they diagnose that. And it was like this really hard thing to pinpoint because it's like, when is it that someone crosses a line into insanity? And it's like, we're all a little bit <laughs> insane to some extent. You know, but but which delusions are you following? And that's what I'm really curious about. And, you know, that's what's gotten me into spirituality and looking at religious views and how they see the world and all this stuff because we're all under a little bit of a delusion. And it's like, how are those delusions 
making you operate differently in life? And how can we customize those to make people more at peace, have meaning, and, you know, try to be better humans, whatever being a better human means? But, well, luckily, we do have some research around the topic of spiritual awakenings. You know, we see common themes in it, and that's what I want to talk about today. Common understandings and even common experiences when describing this idea of having a spiritual awakening. And I think an important aspect to remember is that idea of a spiritual awakening. I think it's okay if it's a very subjective personal experience. I don't think we need to create this objective narrative around what that is and that if you don't fit into that box then you're you're not actually having one and shit like that. That's just stupid. That's where we get into the whole issue with religion where it's like you only can have one form of this spiritual experience, a feeling of a higher calling and if you don't have that one then you're just full of shit. It's stupid. It's silly. You know, and, and maybe just realize like, oh shit, something weird has happened here. I'm a bit more aware of my stream of thoughts. Maybe that can be simply a description of some sort of spiritual awakening, that type of stuff. And, you know, the way I've helped myself understand this for me is that I think someone in life, sometimes in life, we are, we are faced with these events, whether it's caused by trauma, increased stress, maybe a psychedelic experience, mastering meditation, job loss, big breakup, passing of someone close to you, whatever it is, the list goes on and on and on and on of what this could be. But the way I've tried to describe it to people is it's, it's a moment of, oh, fuck. Simple as that. Oh, fuck. What, what, what is this? What am, who am I? You know, not necessarily like, oh, fuck, bad, but like, but oh, fuck, what is life? What am I doing? Why am I here? Why is life this way? Why do I feel this way? Why do I value what I value? Where did this value come from? Why do I have, uh, why do I live where I live? Why am I friends with who I'm friends with? Oh, no, 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 down the rabbit hole. And that rabbit hole forces you internally, self-reflection, right? You know, those, those questions arise after a tipping point. And that tipping point is like an oh fuck moment. That tipping point is a moment that knocks you out of your loop of life, your pattern of life. That loop or pattern being that routine you might be in, you know, hanging with the same people. You get up, you go to work, you maybe you work out, you hit up social media, sleep, repeat, 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 repeat. Life goes really fast and nothing really happens, right? Loops, we all, we all have them. I have them. I'm not saying, you know, loops are all bad, but those moments of oh fuck zap you out of those loops. It's a learning opportunity. It's an opportunity to evaluate why am I doing what I'm doing? What is the purpose around my existence? For me, for me, that's the thing. And often we're forced into those moments, these moments, you know, and I think this is the beginning of a spiritual awakening in my opinion. That's the way I understand it, where you're like, okay, okay, I I see, I see what the game is here. All right, I'm seeing what's up. I'm seeing some of the absolute absurdness going on around me in culture and society. You know, as you scurry down that rabbit hole, you start wondering for yourself, what is true? What is the dogma that society follows and is telling me I should follow? What knowledge do I want to gather with this understanding? You know, an example of, of, of dogma society follows, you know, imagine Aunt Betty back in her day. She partied hard on, hard on the weekends. Alcohol only, though. She doesn't do that stuff. Her mom and dad said only, only degenerates do. The weed. Well, well, Betty hasn't aged well. That's what eating like shit and drinking heavy every week will do to you. Now, now Betty needs to drop Xanax every night just to sleep. While at the job, 
Betty hates, Betty likes to go on rants on Facebook about the problem with weed and drugs. Betty doesn't see the contradiction in her views. The old views of society that are luckily changing quickly said she was the normal one. Quote, unquote, normal. What is normal? Whatever the fuck that means. Betty didn't consider herself an addict because she was addicted to an accepted substance. Even though she was reliant on it. She was in the accepted substance category. So that's normal. Betty and society were really fucking wrong and judgmental. And they should probably evaluate that. You know, this can be just one realization. And I gave kind of a a silly small example. And maybe the more important ones are the individual understandings. But the questions I mentioned before are important. These are questions, you know, I've become fascinated with at least. (laughs) And listeners of the show know this. That's why why most of the reason I do this, right? You know, I want to try to separate these understandings of spiritual awakenings into two kind of groupings. One being focused on the very personal realization. So I could, so I would consider this to be something like realizing that you make your reality in some sense. Psychology studies back this up with the idea around how your beliefs about yourself and your surroundings shape you, what you believe, what you value. So the awareness starts bringing in this ability to start forming new beliefs that in turn start shaping your reality in a different way. It's the idea of realizing, oh shit, this area of my life needs to change and I need to be the one to change it. It's realizing that we can't rely on someone else to come come save us. We have to work on saving ourselves. And that doesn't mean you don't you know work with other people and build relationships and stuff like that. But still, it's a very internal journey. And you can seek support to help with that internal journey. But still, at the end of the day, it's your journey. You know, Something I've noticed personally is, although there's still a lot of work, and I mean a lot of work I need to do on myself, I've continually had this growing desire to help others, even while working on myself. And I guess this podcast is an outlet for that. And I feel like I've been mentioning that too much in my episodes, where I'm like, hey, I'm still figuring this shit out, but maybe this understanding can help. That's just one example. You know, help people zap themselves out of their loop when they're needed and when they're ready for it. It's about me trying to do my best to share information that can help others, improve their lives, help them find meaning, and help them find happiness, and also just stuff they find interesting. Because I think that all plays a role in the stuff I just mentioned. Because that's what I want. I want people to find meaning and happiness. I don't want people to suffer. I don't want people to be sad. I don't want people, I don't want people to be depressed, right? I don't want people to have unnecessary suffering. Take relationships, even, even uh, dating. When in a relationship, you want the other person to be happy, right? Or that's what you should want. Or, you know, I'm saying that's what you should want. Otherwise, you need to probably do some reflecting. <laughs> even, if, even if that person makes you happy or, or me happy, if they are not happy, they're not getting what they need from that relationship. Then let them go. Simple as that. I think part of life is seeing the opportunity for lessons and learning opportunities all around us. We just have to be willing to pay attention to them. And sometimes it requires swallowing some of our own pride. You know, I struggle with this too. I'm very prideful. I have lots of pride. I think you need some pride to start a podcast or create content in this interconnected world and be confident in what you're doing. You know, I have pride in that. I have an ego around that, no doubt. But if you listen to my other episode, Why Ego is Not the Enemy, you will understand what I mean by that. So I'm working every day to kind of keep myself open to the learning opportunities I find myself in. And hopefully in the process of my learning, I can help others along the way, right? 
So it's that idea around that. And that's and to me, all of that is kind of a part of a spiritual awakening, you know. <sighs> Damn. Maybe I maybe I didn't need the disclaimer in the beginning. Uh this is not turning into the episode I was fully expecting. I haven't even even covered the topic I had planned yet. Um uh, but maybe maybe I'll take a, a separate one for I don't, um, we'll see. You're kind of getting my stream of thoughts right now. Um so let me see where this goes here. My plan was to lead into a conversation about spiritual emergencies, which can mean many things, even if you don't consider yourself the spiritual type. And, you know, I'll add this phrase that was coined partially as a rephrase of psychosis. Spiritual emergency, that's what it is. I think that oversimplifies the term, I don't know what the phrase is. The spiritual type, I think, so So I think that oversimplifies the term psychosis. Psychosis exists, right? I'm not trying to say spiritual emergency should replace psychosis. That's what I'm trying to say. Psychosis exists. I'm not really of the view that psychosis is a state where people just need to work through some stuff. That is an opinion of some and an opinion of some in psychology, you know, which is a view that is in the world of spirituality. They act like psychosis is this altered state of mind. And some want to go as far to say it's a gift. You know, psychosis can be dangerous. Absolutely. Spiritual emergency can be dangerous. A spiritual emergency can have similar traits, but I would consider it as something maybe oftentimes less severe than psychosis. Psychosis is something that's really, I don't know if I want to phrase it that way, much harder to come back from. Don't, Don't quote me on that. I don't know if I want to exert that much in the separation of the two. So as a spiritual emergency likely is just something you need to overcome with your own consciousness, your own conscious experience. Yeah, It's kind of like I mentioned earlier in the episode about spiritual awakening. I see spiritual emergencies where that awakening becomes overwhelming. Psychedelics often get connected to this. But deep meditation, crazy world events like COVID or trauma can cause this. It's those moments that force us inward. And when we look inward, we start realizing things we start we might not be fully prepared for, which can become overwhelming. And I've tried to figure out the best way to describe this, you know, for people. Some of the listeners having experienced it. Now, what I'm what I'm about to state isn't a spiritual isn't a is a spiritual emergency. I'm building towards that, or isn't a spiritual emergency? I'm sorry, I'm like fumbling my words right now. Isn't a spiritual emergency? I'm building towards that, but I think these moments can trigger a spiritual emergence because of what these altered states are. So psychology calls them transpersonal states where your mind essentially transcends ordinary ego functioning, where the rationale or rational becomes replaced with the more mystical. Now think of that last point. The rational turns to the mystical. Our ego heavily relies on the rational mind. When we zap ourselves out of the ego, our our ego, we go deeper inward, leaving the ego above. We are in this state of experience, the mystical, the mystical where if you sometimes try to make sense of it, it can become overwhelming. The rational mind tries to create an objective order of things in the world to help us deal with the everyday life, to help us survive, Right. But the mystical mind or transpersonal perspective mind goes deep into this subjective space of thinking. You can't really make rational, the rationale of all that. I feel like I'm pronouncing that weird. So in a way, it's like you are creating your experience. And the best way I've tried to understand this is 
is I see it as a way to look at the mechanisms of our own mind, the way your mind creates a subjective reality. So I've always been fascinated by people who try to create a very objective reality from a psychedelic experience, but it confuses me because the idea of a transpersonal experience is it's your experience. It doesn't mean there's necessarily there's not, not a, you know an objective nature of things. It means when you are in that mystical state, you are seeing how your mind creates your reality. It doesn't then mean that's the only reality. This might sound confusing, but that seems like someone is trying to reinsert their ego by trying to make sense of something that is a subjective experience to them and then translate that into some meaning about objective reality. So I don't hope that makes sense. But yeah, and and there's a reason I'm saying this because I think having knowledge of this can help you if you ever encounter this issue. I've been in weird states of mind myself where I had this overwhelming inflow of energy. I wasn't able to keep track of time. People would speak to me and I couldn't locate where it was coming from. It was like it was literally like voices in my head. I felt like some some spirit in my mind was punishing me for my overconfidence in some areas of my life. I didn't really know who I was. And now when I go into certain states of mind, I sometimes get pulled back into that state. It's one of the hardest yet most important things I've ever experienced though. And I think that's a key point to understand. But how do you pull yourself out? You know, it's not even all about psychedelics or anything like that. There's many ways and we'll get into that. Well, luckily we have some research in this area. And like I said, this applies to non-psychedelic stuff as well. It's when you kind of lose your sense of reality, lose your connection to what is real, you lose your tethers to society. You know, I read a story of this guy that did ayahuasca and afterwards he had trouble determining if he was awake or dreaming. Similar example, he found it to be one of the most experiences of his life, yet he was going through a spiritual emergency. And Ram Dass, the famous meditative spirit he was, mentioned a story about this. He had a patient call in. The patient was having uncontrollable tearfulness and overwhelming energy that they couldn't sleep. Ram simply educated the patient about his own spiritual emergency. You know, why Why did this help so much though? For one, it rekindles the person's connection with reality. You know, sometimes when you are in this, this very mystical state or you're kind of lost in your sense of reality, you wonder if the people you are talking to are even real. You begin discussing a story that you are, are personally had with someone that is going through that similar experience. You create a cognitive map for them a reality for them that they can then connect with. It shows them that they are not alone in, in what is in what it is they are traversing or experiencing. Additionally, Ram would mention how that experience turned positive for them when, they, when he did that. So when the person is relating to that experience, it begins changing their frame of mind about what is happening to them. And it can change into a more positive light when you do it right. So instead of the person running from their fear of the from the fear of the experience, they face it head on, which can have a very grounding effect with reality. Brings you back with reality a bit, reinserting a more rational perspective of what is happening. Anyway, you know, I felt this need to create this episode because people are not finding spiritual fulfillment from typical religions. They are seeing the absolute bullshit that lives. Within those spaces, people want authenticity. You know, going to Christian mass, 
for me. I usually didn't, I didn't feel the, the connection. And part of spreading positive awareness about these new growing practices in spirituality, not talking about if whether they're like objectively true, I'm not super fascinated by that at the moment, but about these various spiritual practices and what they do for people, especially after places like Oregon and the war on drugs and will hopefully be the trend that continues around the country, more people are going to be jumping into these more mystical spaces around various substances and meditative practices. I think that's going to just be a growing thing to, and it continues to rise. And I see that trend definitely happening, you know, and I think it's, it's the duty of those in the space to be upfront about the positives. Absolutely. You got to be upfront about the positives, but the potentially more messy frames of mind that you can enter as well. And part of it starts with showing society that no psychosis or even a spiritual emergency isn't just some crazy experience one has that is just some out there thing from rational civilization. No, people come away with some of the most important understandings of their life and evaluations of themselves that they even that they then bring into the rational world. Their quote unquote delusions, and I don't like using that word because I don't necessarily think of them as delusions, change their frames of mind about the rational world and it can have a positive effect, I think. So my point is stop shaming those altered states of mind and look to understand them and the role they might play for humans' pursuit of understanding and meaning and purpose and happiness and all the list of all sorts of emotions. You know, maybe then we can be better able to share our experience with others. But I hope you kind of enjoyed this episode on the more spirituality front. But as always, thank you for listening. I appreciate you all. But it is time for you to get the fuck out of my labyrinth. <laughs>